0: You're listening to Defiant Pawns, with Blake Sugarman and Tyler Stahl. This is Chapter 4, Invisible Hands and Artificial Minds. I learned recently that Shakespeare & Co. is going to reopen. Well, not quite. It's not the same location, and it's not the same owners, but it has the same name. And it will be in the village. I was pretty surprised to hear this, since it's been over five years since the other store closed, but this new owner has big plans for old Shakespeare & Co. He wants to turn it into a national chain store. In fact, they just opened one on the Upper West Side, and another in Philadelphia. This new owner I speak of is Dane Neller. He's a former Wall Street banker. And more recently, the CEO of Dean and DeLuca, which is an upscale grocery store slash coffee chain, if you aren't familiar. So it's not surprising that Dane wants to put a coffee bar in the front of each of his Shakespeare and Co's, and that's fine. It is a little ironic though, given that Dean and DeLuca used to have a partnership with Borders Books, where they would sell coffee inside, you know, sort of like Starbucks and Barnes and Noble. But Borders filed for bankruptcy in 2011, So is Dane Neller crazy? What could possibly make him think a Shakespeare & Co. chain will be successful? Well, technology. He's patented something called the Espresso Book Machine, which can print books on the spot in the store within minutes. So, they don't have a title you're looking for. They can just print it while you have a coffee. That's pretty damn cool. It might even be brilliant. So you heard it here, America. Shakespeare & Co. is coming to a strip mall near you. At least that's the idea. And maybe that's progress, but if it really takes off, it's probably bad news for all the other bookstores, independent bookstores that have their own unique character, places that communities are proud to call theirs. You know, Shakespeare & Co. used to be like that. The new Shakespeare & Co.s are different. They look sleek and sterile and mass-produced. It's as if Dane Neller wants to do with Shakespeare & Co. what Howard Schultz did with Starbucks. Take something that was actually pretty cool and authentic in one city and turn it into a global empire of dark green, dimly lit McDonald's. Or whatever. You know what I mean metastasizing cancer. The invisible hand of the market has made every stop off the highway look exactly the same. Same signs, same frozen food, same corporate beneficiaries. And this hand wants New York to look like that too. Plastered with shiny logos, preverbal children recognize from TV or whatever interface they're using these days. It's all kind of the same, right? The colonization of our minds. corporations are people and corporations think our government is for sale and they're not wrong the corporations they know how to win merge and conquer merge and conquer competition is a joke i mean if small businesses are the backbone of our economy as politicians used to claim well we've got osteoporosis man we've got it bad secret? Walmart is the number one employer in America now, and they pay so little that their employees qualify for Medicaid, food stamps, you name it, meaning taxpayers are subsidizing Walmart's labor costs, while the Walton family makes billions of dollars in the process. In fact, the Walton family now has about as much wealth as the bottom 40% of Americans combined. Combined that's normal right to pay workers starvation wages while a few people at the top get incredibly rich that's normal for poor people to be trapped in a cycle of debt and it used to be normal for the elites to support basic welfare measures because they recognized it as a relatively low-cost way of stabilizing a system that is rigged in their favor but THAT WAS before RONALD REAGAN! Anyways. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you think a few people at the top deserve that much more money. That they're genuinely contributing that much more to society, or perhaps that they're worth that much more to their company. Well, Back in 2017, you may remember that the CEO of Uber stepped down. Not just the CEO, actually, also the chief financial officer, chief operating officer, and the chief marketing officer all at once. There had been a lot of scandals at Uber, but at the height of Me Too, what finally brought them down were complaints about rampant sexual harassment. So these top guys at the company all stepped aside at once, and It took a while for the company to fill their positions. Uber didn't have a CEO for over two months, and during that time, it was pretty much business as usual. Of course, they did eventually get another CEO, Dara Khosrowshahi. They have not made public how much they're paying this guy, but when he was CEO of Expedia, he was one of the top paid executives in the world. His total compensation in 2015 was over 94 million dollars. Meanwhile, the drivers, who are essential to the day-to-day operations of Uber, are struggling to make ends meet. And. They're driving down wages for career taxi drivers, too. It's it's a race to the bottom. And drivers recognize that at least eight New York City taxi drivers have died by suicide after having financial woes. One man literally killed himself outside of City Hall as a protest. Well, since then, the city council has actually passed some new restrictions to crack down on Uber and Lyft, making New York the first major city in the U.S. to do so. And... That's good, but maybe not for long. It seems to me labor is looking in the rearview mirror while tech tycoons have their binoculars out, and they see a future with self-driving cars. Sounds weird now, but it's coming. Uber is investing a lot of money. may come as a surprise given all that I've said about the plight of workers, but when it comes to automating jobs well I'm not necessarily opposed to that no, I'm not necessarily opposed to that I'm not necessarily opposed to No, I'm not necessarily opposed to that You know, we used to have people who drove the elevator from floor to floor Now we use buttons and that's probably fine Cause that's not what people are for Getting gas in New Jersey is kind of annoying Cause the guy has to pump it for you Because of some dumb law that don't make sense What a pointless thing for them to do it I am categorically opposed to that Yes, I am categorically opposed to that I am categorically opposed to that Yes, I am categorically opposed to that Before brushing off the whole self-driving cars thing, it is worth considering that over five million Americans currently make their living driving some kind of vehicle, whether it's a truck or a taxi or a bus, and it's pretty clear their days behind the wheel are numbered. Of course, economists say it's a lot easier to imagine the jobs that will be destroyed by technology than the jobs that will be created. By it. I'm sure that's true. They also say that when automation has eliminated jobs in the past, people sounded the alarm, but turned out fine because the economy evolves and more relevant jobs are created. And that has basically been true in the past. We created more jobs anyway. Lots of people passing around reports in offices. But this time is different. At least that's what people in Silicon Valley are saying. That we actually are on the precipice of something very disruptive. It's not just self-driving cars. It's unfathomable computing power in every aspect of our lives. (laughs) But I'm not necessarily opposed to that. No, I'm not necessarily opposed to that.